We're up to phrase 22 in Reading Between the Lines. Our phrase for today is cherubim. Uh, the cherubim that we sing about at Christmas. Um, but actually, we'll see from Genesis chapter 3 that when they're introduced to us, it doesn't feel very Christmassy at all. Um, when the person we love is uh, sick, perhaps they've received a terrible diagnosis, and we, we pray for healing, we pray very fervently, um, imagine that God grants the miraculous healing that we pray for. What then? What then? Do we, do we dare to ask for another 10 years of life for them? Another 20? 40? 50? Another 100 years of life? 200 years of life? How long do we want this kind of life to be prolonged for? For how long do we want God to be shuffling around these cursed conditions? Is it just a case of God holding back the tide of death for a little while longer? Or does the Lord have something a lot better for us? From Genesis chapter 3 and verse 22, we'll see what the cherubim are about. And they're actually all about preaching to us that God is not about prettying up the old life, but putting the old thing to death and raising up a new thing in Christ. Genesis 3 from verse 22, the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he, pro he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. When Adam and Eve bring curse into the world, God is determined that they will not prolong that cursed life forever. He doesn't want them keeping the old show on the road. And so he ensures that they can't kind of immortalize this old dying kind of life, which is interesting, isn't it? Because that's precisely what we want God to do, don't we? When we pray that, that God would do something in our lives, so often what we're praying for is that he would keep the old show on the road. He doesn't want to do that. He prevents us from getting to that tree of life. And he does it by putting in our way a knife that is fiery. And these cherubim are sort of throwing the knife back and forwards between, uh, between one another. They're like these heavenly bouncers. These ninjas that, that sort of have these blazing swords. And, and the sword just go... And you, and you can't get through the fire and the sword and the cherubim. You can't get back to the old life. You can't get back to Eden and try to immortalize this old fallen kind of world. The cherubim will stand in your way. Uh, the next time we meet the cherubim is actually in Exodus chapter 24 with the building of the tabernacle. The tabernacle was this tent that existed with the Israelites in the desert, and it was this multimedia presentation of heaven and earth. It was showing the Israelites, how do you get to heaven from earth? And the representation of heaven was this inner sanctuary called the Holy of Holies. And there seemed to be really no, no real way to get into the Holy of Holies. It just seemed so off limits. I mean, the first thing you'd have to go through is these men with swords called priests. Uh, and they stood at the entrance to the holy place. And, and, uh, and of course, you know, as soon as anything came into their hands, like a, a, a lamb or a goat or something, it was, you know, these men with swords would just give this fearful judgment. And then they would put the, the animal onto the altar and burn it up. You know, again, it seems like there's no way past. There's, there's the knife, there's the fire. And then if you manage to get through there, 
there is this massive curtain, the, the thickness of a man's hand, that, uh, that, that delimits the sanctuary of God. And you can't get through that. You know what's woven into that curtain? Cherubim. Cherubim, these heavenly bouncers, are there to keep you from the presence of God. I don't know what you think about when you think about cherubim. Um, I don't know what you think about when you think about what it is to be cherubic or angelic or angel-faced. Uh, I think uh, artwork gives us entirely the wrong view of cherubim. Uh, because every time these angelic creatures kind of show up on planet Earth, they have to tell all the human beings to stop being so terrified. They are these fearful creatures who are stopping you getting into God's presence. Why does God want to stop us? from getting into his presence? Well, because he doesn't want us in our old life making that into the eternal reality. Us getting heaven back ourselves is not the answer. What is the answer? Well, the answer was modeled to us by the tabernacle. At the tabernacle, there was one person who could go through the fire, go through the knife, go through the cherubim, and he could go into God's presence. He was called the high priest. And so Aaron would dress up as the high priest. Really, he was dressing up as Jesus. And, and he would make the sacrifice that would go through the altar. And then he would take the blood of that sacrifice and he would take it all the way through the curtain, through the cherubim and into God's presence. Jesus Christ comes to planet Earth and he says, I am your high priest. I, I have a hope that is steadfast and certain that goes through the curtain. Jesus is the one who can get back into God's presence. He is the answer to this fallen world. It's not about us trying to keep the old show on the road. It's about Jesus who puts that old stuff to death, who rises up again and he gets us into heaven. He is our hope for eternity. So then... As you pray for yourself, as you pray for your loved ones, um, yes, maybe God will bring the healing. Let's, let's pray that he does, because he's kind and he wants to be kind to us. But you know, the ultimate hope for this world is not to keep the old show on the road. The ultimate hope for this world is actually Jesus summing that up, putting it to death at the cross, going through the fire and the knife, going through the curtain and into God's presence. Our great hope for the future is Jesus Christ. And if we're in the midst of this suffering world, God might say no to our requests for a healing, but not because he doesn't love us. His true healing goes through that death and out the other side. He wants to carry us in Jesus through the curtain and where Jesus is, there we will be also. Mm -hmm.